Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Up next, we have hashtag Taiwan and status update. But first, as ever on a weekday here at RTI, it's here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan, the show where we just talk about nothing, mostly for about 25 minutes, uh, talking about this news that doesn't make it onto our bulletin, some of the lighter sides, often, of uh, life in Taiwan. Uh, if you're listening to us on, and watching us on Facebook, it's Monday, September the 13th. Uh, if you're joining us on Shortwave, it's already tomorrow. It's Tuesday, September the 14th. Uh, I'm Stash Butler. Joining me in the studio is Leslie Liao hey. and Emma Banak. Hi there. We've got some good stories for you today. Uh, among them, a Vancouver Taiwanese Film Festival goes virtual. Uh, and as a ma another man has arrived in Taiwan on a rubber boat. That seems to happen sort of periodically here in Taiwan. And also, Taiwan cracks down on tricks to win the receipt lottery. What I have is a feeling that you might be talking about me real <laughs> soon. <laughs> uh, what is the receipt lottery? Find out soon uh, in this episode of Here in Taiwan. But before we kind of get going, I thought I wanted to just catch up. It's been a, a rainy weekend for most people here in Taiwan. It was a typhoon, man. Yeah. There was a typhoon. How did you how did you spend the typhoon day? Well, you saw me in the office on Saturday. Yeah. And I was in the office until relatively late that day. Um, luckily, on Saturday, the rain had it started, but that whole day, the wind was already going. Yeah. And the wi my window behind me was rattling. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was rattling already. And then I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, like, I was kind of on edge all day. And um, you know what was amazing about that day was just because that day was a mandatory work day because next week there's a long weekend in Taiwan. Yeah. And whenever there's a long weekend in Taiwan that's more than three days, if there's a fourth day, you have to sacrifice the Saturday before. It's... it's I'm not. I'm. I, you know. I'm gonna go out there and say this. It's a ridiculous system. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty <laughs> I love nuts. complaining about it to my American friends. <laughs> it's like what in on what in what world does like having a holiday mean that you you know it's like you don't get the holiday. You just you're just getting. It's just things are just getting moved around. No, no, no. You do you do get the holiday. So the the holiday is Tuesday. And in order to give you that four day, the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you have to make up for the you Monday. You have to pay for it. It's yeah, like <laughs> it's like here's a present. Um, but you also have to pay for but it. But not really. So it's not really a present. It's like, you know, Christmas. Oh, I bought you this thing. But you got to pay for but it. You got to pay for it, though. And also, like, one-day weekends, I feel like, are such a such a tease. Like, you're working in the six days, and then you need to relax more because you worked six days in a row. And then you come in one day, and then all of a sudden, you're back for the next week. It's just, yeah. it's barely anything. I mean, it's nothing. I feel like, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I was also at the office briefly. Uh, well, not actually, not that briefly, sadly. On you were here uh, for a while Saturday. too. <laughs> um, uh, I do feel that um, I feel ta people in Taiwan may sort of take it. I feel like they they're on our level. I don't know. I, I I got the sense that in the office on that Saturday, there were a lot of people who weren't 
who are intent on not doing much work. I mean, day. that's that was my next point, right? Because everybody was here and they just made a pizza party out of everything. Yeah. So there was so much leftover pizza. Like when life deals you lemons, throw Make a pizza, pizza party. I gave you, I gave you like a donut, and I'm glad I did. Because yeah. I the got guys some pizza next to us. They gave us pizza. Yeah. And then someone started coming around with candy. Like yeah. after you left, I was like, "This is, ins- <laughs> like, this is insane, man! This is way too insane." How, how was your weekend, uh, Emma? Uh, my weekend was pretty good. I mean, I feel like Saturday, yeah, it was windy, but I feel like I was still able to do some things outside. Yeah. Like, I mean, I did go to the museum because I planned an indoor acti- activity for the afternoon because Ooh. I thought it was going to start raining a lot. And it was the Fine Arts Museum, which I haven't been to yet. And I tried going earlier, but the whole reservation system was completely booked. And now you don't have to make a reservation except for one of the exhibits. And that was pretty cool. I, there was this one exhibit called, uh, it's called like the Urinal in the Nightclub what? or something. Oh, yeah. wow. That's, uh, it was very... That could go many ways. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting, actually. Nightclub Urinal. I went in with some, I would say, rather low expectations and was very impressed. Um, it, was, it was cool because it actually, I mean, when's the last time either one of you have been to a nightclub? I feel like most people haven't been to a nightclub. I mean, they've been, been closed club. for a very exactly. long time, right? They've been closed since mid-May, well, Did you feel like you were back? I felt uh, like I was back. And I mean, I've never been in the men's room of I was going to say, you <laughs> don't, don't spend that much time near the urinal. But... Not that much time. But I thought, it, I thought it was kind of interesting. And yeah, I mean, they had like smoke mach- machines and then like... Recreating like the nightclub base, experience. Cigarettes across <laughs> the floor. There are some things that definitely aren't in real nightclub bathrooms like for some i didn't understand all of it there is some snail shells and grapefruit inside the sink well and stuff. no no nightclub all- <laughs> outing is complete, <laughs> is complete without, without grapefruit and snails i i definitely agree with you there leslie um <laughs> it's uh yeah it sounds like i mean i don't know i feel like there's been a lot of like recreating experiences sort of going on during the pandemic like everyone's just like oh you can't actually do this thing but Let's imagine if you could and uh, and do it in a weird and sort of often virtual way. How would that play out, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I think a virtual nightclub is... Um, I, don't, I don't really enjoy nightclubs that much, so <laughs> I, I'm happy to go to, to, to do it virtually and or in an art gallery. I mean, in terms of the art scene, Emma, you got... You you know you lived in Tainan for a long time. Mm-hmm. They've also got a, a quite a big new fancy art gallery, right? Yeah, actually, I volunteered there for a bit. Oh really? Oh, wow. cool. Yeah, so I what would go there mean? every week. Um, well, I kind of learned about the exhibits, and I was um, I was training to do some tour guiding, and I met with some groups that would come. Like um, American Institute in Taiwan came to the museum because they were trying to get some donors um, for the museum. So I kind of would communicate with them. Uh, some of the times it was less exciting. Like I was one of those people that just made sure nobody was trying to steal a painting, which <laughs> never happened. You were was... security? I and mean, that's, that's quite a lot of responsibility. Um, you think like if they were actually trying to steal a painting, <laughs> they would, you know, you would probably not pose much of a, an obstacle. You wouldn't be much of an obstacle in that. Uh, operation i had very little authority were you trained, you know? <laughs> i had were you like armed uh, i was armed with a sign that said please keep the volume I'm down sure. which i wasn't supposed to use unless there was a real Ooh. threat to the volume real threat to the volume. and that only happened once um and there was only one real yeah threat and i'm volume. not supposed to even say anything to them i just like give them a look like try and to make eye contact the with them and just hold the sign or just, <laughs> or just club them around the head all with the right sign. just give Emma. them a, a look that burns and force it <laughs> and force it yeah um, but i got to see all the exhibits a lot so that was really cool how did how does the uh the tainan one compare to the taipei one 
Um, I feel like there are more exhibits in the Tainan one, and I'm not sure really? if some of them. I like I saw some of them were in the process of being con. Um, I guess renovated or they were changing the exhibit at this time and one of them is one that you have to make reservations for and it's completely booked for the month so there were some exhibits that we couldn't go to see um but yeah i thought it was good there was more uh modern sort of art than i would have expected i guess what were you expecting um I don't know. I guess I mean, like more a... traditional art. There is a lot more things I would say maybe were more avant-garde uh, that maybe I just didn't completely understand. But one of my favorite parts, I guess, besides the the urinal in the nightclub. <laughs> part, <laughs> Which does sound like a real hit. Yeah, about, was there's know. this dark cave that you could walk into and then you were invited to like sit or lie down on the floor and look up at the ceiling where they put like this dome screen around you and you could watch this like five minute sort of virtual that sounds experience. Cool. It that was sound very cool. cool. That sounds pretty neat. That sounds like a well, that sounds like a good good weekend. I mean I took the excuse to of the rain and really not do much. Same here. Uh, I didn't do much on Saturday. So it was pretty inactive. I, it was kind of the week, kind of weekend where like you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh wow, I, ha- I really haven't done anything. I need to like go out and just go for a walk. Do you know? Do you know? I never feel that kind of pressure, man. <laughs> I never do. Take it easy. Yeah, take it easy. All right, Leslie, you've got some stories here. Vancouver Taiwanese Film Festival. What's going on there? Yeah, so um, apparently Vancouver in Canada, western coast of Canada, I mean, there's a lot of Taiwanese people there, but I never realized that they have an entire film festival dedicated to Taiwanese films. Wow. And it began on September 10th, and it featured eight Taiwanese dramas, and it's a 10-day online event. Um, I don't know having much background on this, so I'm not sure if it's like a physical event that went online or if it was just an online event, but this is what's happening. Uh, the opening films this year were the thriller detention. Have you guys seen that one? No, uh, that's a freaky movie. Really? That's a, that, that movie. Give us, give us a synopsis oh. without, without any spoilers. It's, it's filmed in well, not, uh, not synopsis rather. What's the, uh, the kind of the, uh, the premise. That's the, it. the premise is it's, it's about a haunted school during Taiwan's white terror period. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wait. Oh, I'm sure you heard of it. Like I, I heard like a video game that was like on a similar theme. So there are two video games that do that, right? right. One is Detention, and that's what the movie was based oh. on. There was another video game which the same studio made, the video game studio called yeah. Red Candle Games. They made another game called Devotion. Devotion. And that game was controversial because there was some, um, like... They use Xi Jinping, and then oh. uh, yeah, and oh. then uh, you know Chinese gamers got that game pulled off the shelves. Right. So um, yeah, they they uh, there's a pull back and forth, right? So that game originally was released, it got taken off, and then another Polish developer, I think CD yeah, I think CD I Project Red, some, yeah, yeah, they yeah. offered to offer it on their website, but after like two days. They're just like, we can't handle it anymore. Really? And they took it off. Too hot. Too hot it's to too handle. Too hot to handle. Uh, so that's a really interesting show, actually. Mm. And there's, um, it's not just the movie, but they also have um, a series out on that show. Like oh, really? A, the Detention, the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Wait, what, what's it? Do you, you know what streaming services? That's on Netflix, it? actually. It's on Netflix. In Taiwan, oh, okay, it's on Netflix. Cool. I think it's even like... Uh, funded by netflix mm. so if you're not feeling the thriller then you can go to the rom-com which is uh my missing my missing valentine which were screened in the first two days oh i think i watched the trailer for this one how's that one I've, it's I, it's like um 
I forget it. It's like someone, uh, there's like a guy who like moves, re- who like does everything really slowly or mm-hmm. something like that. And there's a girl, uh, yeah, you can see where this is going, uh, does everything really like rushes around Aww. a lot. And then <laughs> somehow the universe like conspires to like bring them in sync by mm-hmm. like pausing like a whole day where like everyone is literally like frozen in time apart from them. I don't. Oh, wow. I, I mean, this, this is literally from uh, from, watching, <laughs> Does, from watching the trailer. Do once. they do things at like a supernaturally fast pace or a slow pace? Just, or they just... I mean, it seems pretty like normal to be honest. It's not like supernaturally. But then slow. they add this supernatural element. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I you know that's just what I remember from watching the trailer <laughs> once. So don't take my word for it. If Alice Tam says she's seen that movie before. Detention. Oh yeah. Scary monsters. Um. Yeah, man, like that that whole vibe is, is no good. Like a haunted school in the middle of nowhere. I'm not okay with that. Um, another other uh, movies that were featured there is Whale Island, A Life That Sings, The Way Home, and The Good Daughter. Um, there's also Dear Tenant, which actually Andrew Ryan, who was here, he, he raved about that movie. Oh, yeah, actually. I saw it. Dear How Tenant. That one? Yeah, that one's about, um, what was it, a, a gay man whose partner had a, a child and then the partner dies. Right. And then they have to fight for custody, is it, Emma? Yeah, it's something like, I think, the, <laughs> the gay man who died, he had a wife and a son, and he kind of kept this other part of his life. Like, his wife, I guess, knew about his gay partner, but they didn't really talk about it. And right. then it was kind of like, I don't know if he, the guy left something in the will to his partner or something, but they kind of had to reconcile the fact that um, like her husband had been cheating on her with this man and the mm. fact that maybe she didn't accept him being gay and that sort of thing. And right. I mean, the I, son getting yeah. caught in the middle of all of this. I'm sorry, oh, wow. sorry to be laughing, but it's just like, I, I like how we're just all kind of half remembering all yeah. these movies. <laughs> yeah, like we're just, we are <laughs> we're not just like, <laughs> we're just like, I think it's about, I think there's like a, a guy who comes and in at some point. And the thing is one for each of us, right? <laughs> I did, you did, and then she I mean, did. You said, but you sound like, Emma, have you seen that movie? Yeah, you have. It okay, was a while right. ago. Okay. Yeah, you sound. You really <laughs> sound like you saw that movie. I I legit didn't see the one I was describing. So, uh, so this uh, film festival, there's going to be four online panel discussions that will go through the making of the movies with actors and directors as guest speakers, and uh, yeah, it's just going to be going on until J- uh, September 20th. I just never realized uh, Vancouver's Taiwanese contingent was just big enough to merit its own. Yeah. Film festival, Do you know is... any uh, any uh, CB CBTs uh, yeah. Canadian-born Taiwanese? I'm I'm sure I do. Yeah, yeah I'm sure, I'm out sure I do. Like the thing is, wait, uh, isn't this... isn't the guy who plays Shang Chi like in the movie? Isn't he Canadian? He's like, Canadian. Made Chinese. Is I think he was. Did he immigrate to Canada? I, don't know. I think he immigrated to okay. Canada at a young age. But like the thing is, this is going to sound kind of bad. But like as an American, you assume. Everybody who speaks with American accent yeah. is American. That's true. And then sometimes but, you... This is the thing is like, as a, as a Brit, I'm like, uh, you know, I can't hear the difference. I mean, occasionally if it's like really obvious, I can hear the difference between yeah. like a Canadian accent and oh, like an American accent. Neither like, can I. You can't. Yeah, and I can't. Okay, I well, can. that's, okay that's, that's definitely, you know, reassuring. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. it's just like, unless they say something very distinctly Canadian. Right. But then again, that could be someone from like Minnesota or it something. It could be. Yeah. It could be. Speaking so. of Shang-Chi, Emma, didn't you go and see that this, this weekend? I did. What'd I did. What do you think? Um... Okay, I I liked it, but I feel like you were saying that you really liked it, and I'm not a huge superhero movie fan, but I wanted to see it because I was going with my friend, uh-huh. and I thought it was I thought there were cool elements of it, and I really liked how there is I I mean I've never seen an Asian superhero before. Don't so. don't spoil don't spoil. 
No, go keep, keep he's, going. I mean, he's Asian spoiler, and he's a superhero. He's a superhero. <laughs> I think that might not be a spoiler. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Just do my due diligence. But no uh, I'm very invested in these superhero movies. Yeah, very invested. You're a big superhero fan. Oh yeah, it's just what's what superhero did you want to be when you were growing? I mean, presumably you wanted to be one, right? I want to be Captain America. Captain like, America, which is, which is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, but the whole identity thing going on there. Kind of. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a whole jumble of mess up there. So let's not go into that. I think I was probably <laughs> Batman. I think that was my. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's the go-to. Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. I can't remember. I feel like I definitely owned an outfit at some point. Um, I think probably Batman. Your or... countryman's about to play the new Batman. Who's that? Robert Pattinson. What? Really? Ooh. Oh, is it? oh yeah, he yeah, is. Isn't he, it? Is, he is. I could be about that. But we had. But also, I guess Christian Bale has already played Batman. Yeah, and he he did a fantastic yeah. Batman. He's that guy's so intense. He's a Welshman, though. but he's a kind of he's a Welshman that everyone forgets is Welsh because he he's he's acted as an American for so, so long. long. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, what? Uh, but yeah, there you go. So lots of uh, movie news for you. All right, um, Leslie, tell us about this man coming to Taiwan on a rubber boat. Not not necessarily the best way to arrive in Taiwan. Yeah, and what's amazing is I'm seeing pictures of this rubber boat, and he there doesn't seem like he's got any motor on it. Really? Yeah, it doesn't look like he's got any. So he, he must have paddled. You're telling me this man paddled across the Taiwan? That shoot. I mean, come on. Let's let's go to the story, okay? Yeah. So on <laughs> September 12th, a Chinese man in a rubber boat was intercepted by Coast Guard officers in Taiwan's territorial waters Sunday, and is now being held in a quarantine facility. Uh, the boat was spotted near the coast of Liyu Township in Taiwan's Jinmen Islands. Okay, so he was going to Jinmen. Oh. So that's really, you could see like China from Jinmen. Oh, Island. that's a lot easier. Yeah, Wait, so, they, 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 so they got him in Jinmen. Yeah, yeah, I guess oh, so. Okay, right. I mean, that makes, that's a, that's a big that difference. That makes sense. I mean, that just, makes just sense. Uh, for anyone who's unaware, yeah. like, I mean, what's the kind of, dis- what would be the kind of proportion? I mean, like, let's say that, um, you know, Taiwan to China is what, about like 80 miles? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That? But then, 70 I think yeah 70 and then uh, but Jinmen to the coast of China is you can literally see China you can really from, see it yeah, it's yeah. like maybe it's a few miles but not more than that yeah but if, and this comes even one mile, hot off the news of um of another guy who made it to Taiwan proper yeah I was gonna say because I read this story and I was like oh someone's just reprinted the same by accident no no no, same no, no, story. no it's different different story this is a rubber dinghy and it, it honest- why is it always a rubber dinghy <laughs> I don't know I guess well I mean because the last guy I, I I did a video on him he um he bought it online and it was like a kind of um military grade rubber boat with like a, I think it had a motor and stuff. yeah it did right? that one had a motor yeah he didn't paddle across like the 80 miles <laughs> That would be ridiculous. That would be insane. Yeah. Um. But I'm guessing it's like it's inconspicuous. So if, like, yeah. if you want to go out to sea, it's, yeah. it's a it's lot also, easier. Yeah, because you don't have to like register a boat, right? You yeah. just you just blow it up and yeah, then, yeah. Um, you know then hop in and go. <laughs> um. It says the rubber dinghy was intercepted. There was one occupant, a man in his fifties, fifties, and he said he had sailed from the nearby uh, Chinese city of Xiamen in pursuit of freedom and democracy in Taiwan. So the thing is, like Xiamen is like the closest city that's the one across from Jinmen. yeah 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 and then um that's the, the thing is it's funny because that's what the last guy said as well yeah <laughs> so like is, it, is, is that like the kind of pre-prepared thing that you have to say <laughs> when you land in like it's like the password it's like it's the password you, you, you've landed in taiwan what's the password maybe maybe that Freedom is like democracy? what they think the password is <laughs> yeah um the coast guard said it detained the man and notified the Jinmen health department um, the man is now in quarantine in keeping with COVID-19 regulations. So, you know, I guess COVID-19 
quarantine does take precedent over yeah i mean if you so most everything there's a right picture now. in this article of the the people coming to arrest him and and they're all kind of fully kitted out in, yeah they're uh, just like we don't know what you got man yeah in their kind of protective gear so i mean but yeah it seems like this does happen sort of periodically um so stay tuned i'm sure there'll be uh, uh more people arriving in rubber boats we'll soon. let you know yeah Okay, so I've got a story here about the receipt lottery. Oh. Uh, so just to give you a kind of quick uh, idea of what this is, um, Taiwan's, uh, well, I guess kind of authorities, fine, I think it's the finance ministry. Uh, uh, well, Leslie's going to yeah, gonna produce yeah, some for, for our you. video viewers um, a uh, so receipt. So every time you have like a transaction at a tax registered business, they give you one of these receipts right here with a receipt number. And um, the receipt number is right there. It's uh, how many digits is it? I believe it is. It's eight digits. Yeah. So there's two um, alphabets in the uh, alphabet letters in the front, right? Yeah. So this one's SY, but those don't really factor into the receipt right. uh, lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just these eight numbers in the back. And then as long as you match the first three numbers, yeah. you automatically win, win some money. Yeah. If you match all eight, the highest prize you can get is like 10 million new Taiwan dollars. Which is about... Th 300 grand US. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically the Taiwan lottery. And what's nice is like, it's, it's a lottery that you participate in just by virtue of pur purchasing stuff. Yeah. Right? So... I mean, the idea, the whole idea essentially behind it was... Uh, partly for the Taiwan authorities to kind of get more people to pay tax. Yeah, um, that's, that's exactly what so, it was. To, to, so to produce receipts, uh, so people would kind of demand receipts. Uh, and now they do because they can they can win lots of money. Uh, have you guys won money? I won last month. I didn't win last month, but I won the like uh, March and April. Really? Yeah. So I got a text one day and these things are going digital too. Yeah, the thing is I have this digital thing. Which yeah. so, so in theory, I should be like, because I definitely record them now more than I did before. Yeah. I haven't won anything for months, if not like a year. I don't go, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Okay. Um. Well, it's it's few and far between because right, yeah, yeah, yeah. last time, when I won at, in March and April, that was mm. the first time I won in like maybe a year, year and a half. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And most times I would only win about 2,000. I mean, 200. Oh, like, 200. Only. That's the <laughs> lowest. Have you, have you won, Emma? Uh, yeah, I've won a couple of times, but I think I kind of set myself up for disappointment because... What did you do? Uh, okay, I didn't do anything wrong. The system just didn't like me. So basically, my first month in Taiwan was I... Uh, checked my receipts for the lottery and I won twice and I was like oh this is gonna happen like every two months I'm gonna win twice and I had I, the same thing I yeah. never I won, won like again after that except uh, I got a text maybe a few months ago from my gym saying the receipt from my membership had won which oh, I was honestly fun. very flattered well, and, that and, they and, had, like, uh, and we're gonna like keep all the keep all the proceeds no <laughs> I was like really impressed that they let me know because I never yeah. would have known well they about do that. that all the time and then now there's a system is um you, instead of giving you a receipt, you mm. can ask them to scan your personal barcode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you done this I've one? got that, yeah, yeah, So this is fun. So yeah. you, you, you scan your personal barcode. It's great, barcode. and then they don't give you the paper thing anymore. Which they is, don't, which is and great. then if you win on this barcode, well, then they'll automatically give you the money in your bank account, yeah. which is super convenient. I, I, I know, but then I had pr trouble tying my account to that, so... Oh, I, did you? Yeah, because of, you know, being a foreigner. Anyway, I mean, oh. I haven't even got to my story, guys. I yeah, sorry, sorry. We've got a big diversion. Uh, I've got to go through this quickly, but basically, you know, People tempted by these uh, amazing cash prizes of 200 NT are—they um, want to kind of maximize their chances. How do you maximize your chances by getting more receipts? How do you get more receipts? 
by sp- you're buying every single item when you go shopping separately um or even just buying lots of very very cheap items so they basically the national audit office uh found two people had won more than 2000 times each uh with receipts between uh uh november the 19th about you know last year basically more um, than 2000 yeah 2000 times that's insane yeah so they and they also found 64 people who won more than 100 times in the same period and the, basically the way they did it was by buying uh so like they'd buy lots of cheap things um like uh i don't know like a one nt bag um separately so just buy what like maybe like 50 one nt bags but somehow persuade the cashier to let them do that like transaction by transaction um but yeah it's it's mad there was a guy who went to um he went to go to the gas station and how he did it was he did it with one dollar and then he stopped <laughs> and then the transaction one dollar and then keep doing it oh until oh my god can you imagine I'm sure the people behind him wanted to kill him yeah. <laughs> oh i would i would have murdered him yeah like, if I, mean, I was behind him. I mean, you don't get stuck behind these people anyway i this has been here in taiwan we've overrun by a, a little while that's Ooh. okay i'll edit it down uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Stash Butler. I'm Leslie Leo. I'm Emma Banat. We'll see you very soon. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week in the show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan. We take a look at social media, YouTube videos, or even maybe news that's hit the internet. Now, usually I like to take a humorous and laid-back tone with this show, but this week I'm going to be talking about something a little more serious. You see, last week, or even the month before, a few Taiwanese celebrities got in trouble with netizens from China for saying certain things, and that certain thing I'm just going to tell you right now is calling Taiwan a country. Well, many of you might be thinking, well, what do Taiwanese celebrities care what Chinese netizens think? Well, there's a very important reason for that. So this week, we're going to be talking about Taiwan and China, but we're going to be approaching it from the perspective of entertainment and media. I believe this is one of the more important stories that I've talked about because it gives a lot of context to a lot of the controversies we've covered, whether it be on Taiwan Insider or Radio Taiwan International. Anyway, this week's Hashtag Taiwan is coming up right now. Let's talk about Taiwan and China. I know we've done it before, but there is a lot of stuff to cover. Previously, I talked about things like the shared history and why China claims Taiwan as part of its territory. And because of the reasons I spoke about in that video, Taiwan and China share a similar culture. Both countries speak Mandarin Chinese, which means whatever goes on over there translates linguistically over here. This affects the entertainment industry mostly because celebrities, shows, and other media can cross between the two countries with little to no added hurdles. For example, I have friends in Taiwan who watch shows or listen to music from China. On the other hand, I have a lot of Chinese friends who like to engage me in conversation about Taiwanese media. It's easy for entertainers from both sides to enter each other's markets. That's the first part of today's story. 
Now let's talk about the second part, which is politically sensitive rhetoric. Like I just said, China claims Taiwan as part of its territory, and that is firmly ingrained in Chinese policy. As I've pointed out many times before on hashtag Taiwan, China doesn't like it when Taiwan is referred to as a separate country. Remember, that's the reason why Taiwan had to compete as Chinese Taipei at the Olympics last month. In China, it's a lot easier for politics to influence parts of the private sector like entertainment. For example, just last week, Chinese actress Zhao Wei had her online presence removed practically overnight. My point here is, Taiwanese celebrities are in a very tricky spot. On the one hand, they can transition into the Chinese entertainment market with relative ease. On the other hand, they're already kind of controversial being from Taiwan. This week's story involves Taiwanese actress Janine Chang. Chang is vastly intelligent as proven by her master's degree in industrial economics which she got from National Central University 11 years ago after she wrote a thesis. Now this is where things get a little contentious. You see, Chinese netizens found out that Chang included the words wu guo in her thesis which means my country. Keyword being country. Chang, one decade ago, called Taiwan a country in her thesis which she wrote at a Taiwanese university. University. I mean, what was she supposed to call it? My island? My controversial homeland with precarious political standing? Chinese netizens are going after Chang and there is a campaign to label her as a Taiwanese separatist. Chang has since come out to assure people that she isn't a Taiwanese separatist. But none of this stuff is new. Last month, Taiwanese celebrity Di Su lost 1 million US dollars in endorsement fees from Chinese companies after she celebrated Taiwan's wins at the Olympics. Her infringement was calling Taiwan's athletes national competitors. National competitors. Taiwanese superstar Jolin Tsai was also accused of being pro-Taiwanese independence after she published pictures of Taiwan's athletes at the Olympics. Now look, this week I just want to show you how delicate of a position Taiwanese entertainers can find themselves in. Some of you might be thinking, well just don't go to China if it's that risky. But I think in this day and age with the internet, it's possible for Taiwanese entertainers to get wrapped up in this stuff without setting foot in China. China will come to them. And when that happens, they may have to face questions that they never wanted to answer in the first place. And that does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I hope you walked away from this week's episode with a better understanding of why Taiwanese celebrities are kind of in a hard place. Anyway, guys, that's all the time we have. Until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. And don't forget to like us on YouTube at RTI English or on Facebook at Taiwan Insider. Talk to you soon. This, this is, is Status, status Update. update. Hello there, you've just tuned in to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. We're going to be getting to your letters uh, that you write us in this past week. Um, basically, what you've listened to in terms of our English programs here and how the reception was and what you think about them, leaving us comments and all that. But we are going to update our status a little bit here. And I'm glad to update John's status because oh. he finally got his vaccine. Well, the first one, the first shot. The first shot, yes. Yes, you've been waiting and waiting and dying to have one so long. You even thought about going to Palau to get it and yeah, things like that. Yeah, that ended up being far, <laughs> far above my price range, by the way. I know, um, it's quite pricey. It was, everything was very reasonable except for the airfare. It mm. turns out that you're not just paying for your seat, it's for all the empty ones around you because they're socially distancing all the people. What? So oh. 
um it was pretty much like more than two thousand dollars i think to fly there around that yeah and that's US for dollars, that price right? yeah, yeah for that price i could fly to i could fly home, home i could go to europe you could go anywhere for that in the world for that amount of money yeah, it's only a four-hour flight i thought they better be giving me the first class treatment if i'm going to be paying that much right anyway i did get an appointment to speak with their ambassador so i'm excited about oh. that yeah well that's good to know yeah that's good news disappointing. but okay. yeah i did get my vaccine my first shot mm-hmm. um, um here How in did, Taiwan. At a hospital or no, a clinic? just a clinic. So was it like one of those, what did they call it, leftover uh, doses? No. 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 It was, uh, okay. Because we and, do have, And yeah. your experience was so unlike mine. Remember how bureaucratic and filled with nonsense that yeah, yours was? Yeah, I had to fill out a form. I had to go one line and, and a line and a third line. Was, and, and there was like a maze. Yeah, and I had to and talk to the doctor. Time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, mine took, I don't know. It was pretty much instant. It was extremely well organized. They, you know, how each vial contains multiple doses. Yes. So they calculated how many people were in the waiting room. Okay. They counted one, two, three by number. You uh-huh. know, after you after you send in your, sign in your fill in form, you're filling the form about whether you have allergies or whatever. Okay. They take you one. Then they say, okay, one vial, let's say, can vaccinate ten people. They'll go ten, one, two, three, five, six, seven, ten. One by one, you go very briefly into the doctor's office. He asks if you've been not feeling unwell lately or right. anything, if you've got a fever, anything that could... Well, they've measured you, so I don't know why you have to ask again, but just uh-huh. to make sure that the, you don't you have any you know, allergies to medicines or anything that could go wrong. Yeah. Then once they're cleared, they line you up, and it's like a like a assembly line. The nurse comes, bam, 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 10 people vaccinated. You wait 15 minutes. You feel okay, you just go home. That's you mean it. the nurse moved down the line yep. getting, oh. Bam, 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 bam. And oh, just, wow. They had all the syringes ready. Uh-huh. Each, they, they prepared them all from one vial. And yeah. and wow. it was like an assembly line. It moved very efficiently, very fast. What it I like saw a... dozens of people vaccinated in the, in the t- short time I was there. Yeah. So it looks like it was a very organized clinic. Extremely. And I've gotten my appointment for the next one, too. Already? Yeah. They you're, said, you're, give you a card, right? You already know for sure. What, yeah. Wait, but... I mean, that's what happened to me, they too. They give you a card and it's stamped with the date of the next time you're supposed to go to get your second shot. At the same clinic? Yeah. Mine's in November. How did you how did you sign up with the clinic? Because you know how with all us Taiwanese nationals, we go through the government. I did, you know, too. To Everyone help, has to. Uh, there's a there's a pla- online platform where you sign up. The same platform that yeah. all of us sign up it's, to? There's only one. And Online. But, right? but you're... Oh, oh, wait a minute. I pay taxes. Okay, so, I have health insurance. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so... Actually, you got into a website where they yeah. they ask you to choose a but clinic or a hospital near where you live. No, 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 kind no. Of you thing, give right? them an, you give them your general area, and they tell right. you where it's available. When they send you an, a text message when it's available. Right, but they gave you a list of places, right? Uh, yeah, I think that they eventually did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. We um, yeah. we were given a few choices, but we didn't know all the other places except for the hospital because we used to live around there. Oh. So that's why we picked that one because well, it's familiar. Seem, seems we to have been have to kind of, maybe it was early days and they weren't quite set up yet to do it mm. very well. But like there was no so going in multiple lines, moving around. It was pretty much you sign in, give them your details. The yeah. doctor asks if you're okay when you're ready. And when your group is ready to be vaccinated, you're vaccinated. Right. Wait 15 minutes, then you leave. Then I, I guess because we we did it at a hospital, my husband and I, mm. and I think that's there's more a long you know formal process, but because mm. you're at a clinic with a smaller place and maybe just one doctor, just one nurse, and yeah. someone someone manning the front desk too when you sign in. So was was this near where you live? Yeah, walking oh, okay. distance. So walking distance. Close. Yeah. 
Oh, good for you. Well, we had to drive to the hospital because because we have um, house registration. Uh, it, 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 they give you the choices of places near where you ha- have house registration. Really? So I had to drive to... Mine yeah, just said I, you just choose where you live. Huh. Well, I guess there is something different, you know, compared to a, a foreign foreign resident like you. I just said, and a Taiwanese okay, this rest- is where national. I live. <laughs> they give you your options. Gosh, I was like, I can walk there. Fine. I wish it was more convenient, like, you know, like how you, you had it. Super yeah. easy. It took forever to get there, like months and months of waiting. Well, that's still... But, yeah, well, uh, that's now I have a definite price. date for my second shot, though, so I don't have to guess or wait anymore well okay because you had your first shot at the clinic and i'm sure that you they stamped you for your second dose that you are going to be able to get it stamped on the very day or actually get the jab on the very day that they stamped on the card but i kind of doubt about mine because okay here's the thing my my parents and my uh, parents-in-laws they my in-laws they got their shots and actually their second shot should have been taken like last month, but they, they didn't get any notification. Well, you don't. They give you a date and you have to show up. It's on your, it's up to you. But it wasn't until like today, you know, that finally um, my husband helped them, uh, my parents and my in-laws, sign up for their second shot, finally. And then they're getting a shot on the 15th, That's which weird. is today. I oh, know, whatever. Oh, yeah. tomorrow. Right. That's strange because, like I said, when you get your first one, they tell you when to come back. Oh, yes. I got a date on mine, but mine I kind of doubt date. it. Mine is September 25th, but I kind of doubt it if I'm, I'm – I'll, I'll let you know. Mine's in November, so I have got a while yet, but – Yeah, I'll let you know I felt pretty bad really after do. that shot, though. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was the next thing I was going to ask you. What happened? Um, I mean, it wasn't awful, but uh, <laughs> I definitely did not feel my best the following day. I basically just laid in bed without moving for a good part of the afternoon the next day. Did you have a fever? I think I may have, but I didn't measure it. Uh huh. I took some painkillers and you did. Okay. Yeah, and it was fine so after that. So you were like feeling sore all over, kind of feeling a little bit, a right? Little achy, um, achy, yeah. And like like you do when you start to get a bad cold. Well, you didn't start feeling bad until the next the day. The following day, that's when it happens. I started getting the fever that very night. Oh, I was night feeling was all fine during the day, but well, then... I got it at night though. Oh, ah. Yeah, so, it's usually the reaction won't come till like 12 hours later. Yeah, 12 okay. hours later was the following day. Yeah. Well, my son is 23 years old and he just got his shot today too. Mm. Okay. And um, he got it at a clinic, but he signed up actually for these, what do you call it, leftover doses. Oh. Yeah, because my daughter... For no-shows, right? People right, didn't right. didn't show up or... Right, 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 exactly. They got it all prepared and the person didn't and show up didn't and it'll show, go to waste no otherwise because right, you have right. to keep it under such yeah. cold temperatures. So, um, right. And so because, you know, my daughter, the one who's a nurse, well, her, um, her husband got a shot also from those leftover doses mm-hmm. and um, at a clinic near where they live. So she just went ahead and said, told my son, that, why don't you just sign up for that? Mm. So he did. And at the same time, also waiting for, you know, the health uh, ministry, I mean, to, to, yeah, to get, you know, give a notification. He's, 20, he's at the bottom of the list, though. He's Very in bottom. I know, I know. So anyway, so he finally went for a leftover dose and uh, he showed up at the clinic and it was really fast, just like you said, mm. you know, filled a form and I saw the doctor once and then just, and it's just everyone. Okay. And very fast. yeah, he said it was so fast. 
All right. So let's get to the letters. All right. Yes. And thank you so much for listening in and writing us and so that we can read your letters on air. But it's always good to hear what you have to say about our programs. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And you can always leave us a comment on Facebook and YouTube. We hope you will, and we look forward to reading them. All right. It's been a while since we've gotten a postcard. Yeah, I don't think people do postcards very much anymore. I know. And this is a nice big postcard. People coming. do Christmas cards still, but yeah. I think postcards when have I kind s- of gotten out of fashion. Right. When I saw this, I thought, wow, is this an early Christmas card? No, it's from Otto Schwartz. Oh, and we haven't heard from him yeah, in a long time. Yeah, I know. It's really, really good to hear from you. So he's writing from Calabash, North Carolina, USA. And this is a, a postcard about Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, Beach South of Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, so this is, I was like looking through it, reading everything. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this kind of it has all the, It's a map me. with all the prominent sites labeled. That is right. With illustrations. Have you been? No, but it's, okay. just, it's popular. It's a popular vacation It sounds spot. like it's a very popular place, yeah. So it says here, and this was actually written August 23rd. Uh, Dear friends at RTI, hello. Do you remember me? Yes, we do. Yes, of course. I haven't written you since you cut back your shortwave transmissions. But a couple of days ago, August 22nd, I ran across your broadcast on my smartphone. What a pleasant surprise to hear you again. Here's what I heard. Newsmakers, Taiwan badminton couple beats China in the Tokyo Olympics. That was a nail-biting match. Yeah, I know, really. I've never been so excited about badminton <laughs> before. Right. And got gold medal. Um, and then brain games about Jinmen County top 10 attractions. Also, oh, John, your program, Curious John. Taiwan Japan Olympics exhibition uh, exhibit in uh, exhibit exhibition museum. Okay. And a year to the ground. Gym class in Taipei schools for the blind. Also, Feast Meets West uh, about the August Ghost Month. Traditions, food, songs. Uh, I think one of the songs was called I'm a Ghost. And then Coffin Bread. Oh, yeah, we need to explain this. Oh, I've had that before. It's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> Much less morbid than it sounds. <laughs> I know. It's so, a thick piece of toast hollowed yes. out. Right. And you put a bunch of kind of soupy ingredients yeah, in there. It's a soup, like a seafood. and It's like a bisque or a chowder. Yeah, yeah bisque. That's it. That's it's got it. the consistency of like a chowder or a bisque. And then you put it's, the top that you've dug out of the bread oh, yeah. back on. And it forms a sort of a coffin around the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much less morbid than it sounds. I know. It's a yummy, a yummy coffin. <laughs> Very nice. It's a yeah. specialty of the southern city of Tainan. Mm. That's the only place I've ever had it. Oh, really? Yeah. I've, had, I've had mine in Taipei, actually, in the uh, night market. Anyway, I'm getting hungry. Okay, so I'm so glad I rediscovered you as Taiwan is currently getting much media attention due to China's ambition for unification. But most of all, because I missed RTI, RTI's enjoyable programs and the friendly voices of program hosts like Ellen Chu and Ryan and Natalie So. Sincerely, Otto Swartz of USA. Thank you. Okay, good to hear from you again. Yeah. We've got a letter here from Brian Newell, also of the USA. And this is a stack of reports about our recent program, starting with August 31st. It says here that, uh, well, he's referring to one of our ads where we uh, station IDs, uh, where I think Natalie's kids many years ago recorded this. It was oh, like, yes. are you listening? <laughs> um, really and it says, we, in this, we hear the essence of Radio Taiwan International, personalized voices and curated sounds showing the beauty of Taiwan food, music, and culture. I appreciate the voices and sounds that you bring to the airwaves. May you ever enjoy the soundscape of life in Taiwan, giving voice to all things wonderful. And um, the first uh, report 
is for our August 30th program that was here in Taiwan where you and I and Emma presented a an interesting item. I'm still not sure uh, how this is going to work exactly uh, because it's about a mid-autumn festival barbecue kit and they've oh. just banned barbecues because of uh, fears about a surge of yeah. COVID because they've found the Delta variant. Yes. So no one's going to be allowed to barbecue, but they will still be able to buy barbecue kits uh, that feature uh, a bunch of different uh, foodstuffs from Taiwan's various diplomatic allies around the world. And this oh, is done right, right. by a, uh, it's sort of a joint project by the foreign ministry and the French hypermarket Carrefour, which is a very nice Chain place. here in Taiwan, yeah. I've never seen so many French cheeses. It's amazing. <laughs> um and it says that w maybe with meat from Paraguay, that was just our speculation. It doesn't, they didn't reveal any yeah, details about that, what yeah. it contains. Also a nasal spray vaccine for COVID under development at NTU. And uh, also an item about fashion waste. I think you were, did that one. Mm -hmm. And discarded clothing and a store, a startup that makes clothes from fashion waste. Uh, also uh, a different brand called Planedo, which has recycled clothing made with recycled coffee grounds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, we talked about how secondhand clothing stores really aren't a thing here. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ghost Month and Related Concerns. That was followed by Jukebox Republic. You played a song called Xiang Tai Duo, Thinking Too Much. And we talked about bucket your bucket list. Yeah. Uh, and your friend's goal of opening an art exhibit featuring their oil paintings. And uh -huh. she was... Uh, they talked also about uh, that it's not really a great uh, thing for, that a lot of Taiwanese people do. I think everyone has one, yeah. But I don't think people call it call it bucket, bucket list. list or anything like that because it just has associations with end of life. Yeah. You talked about your own list, uh, your interest in the sea, travel, mountains, architecture, environment, nail polish. Well, but you have I a mean, nail polish. No, no, list? no. It's just that I you're I wearing wrote... a lovely turquoise nail polish today. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just that, you know, I was like trying to figure out what, what my bucket list. So I started writing out any of my interests, just jotting down. Interest is nail polish, huh? Yeah, but I didn't think of a bucket list for that. Okay. <laughs> I thought like, what? You're wearing, you're wearing it today. So I guess you achieved that goal. Um, also fashion shoes and travel bag. You played another song called Mayo and Tea. No problem. No, more, yeah, no problem Europe. meeting my bucket list. You also said you wanted to go back to Europe. That's something I'd like to do someday again. Yes. Get fit and toned, become a Zumba teacher maybe, and do some photography. And wow, you, you remember everything. You yeah. played a song called Isi Chufa. Let's do it together. I think it means let's go together. Let's, let's go, go together. out. Let's head out together. Yeah. Um, also, August 31st, there was a Here in Taiwan edition which featured Leslie, Emma, and Stash. You talked about the best new song for, during this year's Golden Melody Awards. And Lu Guangzhong was accused of pra plagiarism. Yeah. I didn't oh, know you that. didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Is he the one, Lu Sho? No. Oh. No, 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 no. I get the names mixed up. Yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, Paralympic standing, the table tennis one, we won. What, did we win gold? I think we did. And then mm. a new container ship successfully navigates the Suez Canal and got a bouquet for a celebration because Taiwan famously blocked the Suez Canal with, a, well, it wasn't a Taiwan flagship, but the company is Taiwanese. Right, Back right. in the, the Ever Given, was it? Yeah, And the Dao people it. from Orchid Island, how they rode around Taiwan. They're expert seafarers. Hashtag Taiwan featured Leslie. It was a repeat of a, a, repeat of a prior program about uh, Taiwan's level on an online quiz. Oh, I got my score. It was actually pretty high. Um, I played that game. And uh, status update. We talked about quarantining while traveling, pre and, uh, pre and post COVID test, me considering a Palau visit. 
unfortunately, that's not going to happen, happen until the pandemic's over and the right. price of a ticket goes down a little bit. But, okay. uh, yeah. All right. So that comes to us once again from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana in the U.S. All right. And that's about all the time we have for Status Update. Thank you so much for your letters, but do keep them coming. We always want to hear from you. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And you can always reach us on Facebook or YouTube. All right. We'll see you next week. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.